Hey guys, this is Alfredo. This is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week we have Back to the Future. Great Scott. That was heavy, Doc. So Back <laughs> to the Future. This movie was made by Steven Spielberg, all three films. Uh, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, 1985, 1989, and 1990. Notable stars include Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. I don't know anybody else who you think. Mm, Biff. Biff. Biff is a star. Like Biff. The character. Not the actor. No. Biff. Because he, he plays an important role in the whole, like the whole trilogy. Hello, McFly. Yeah. Is anyone there? <laughs> <laughs> you chicken? So I know I know you you really enjoy this this franchise, Brian. Oh yeah, I like it a lot because I feel most people were not shouldn't say most, just basically every single time travel attempt mm-hmm. in a movie, um, aside from Back to the Future, is a failure. I, I've never enjoyed, I've never liked the way they explained it in other movies. But for some reason, maybe it could be the nostalgia right. from uh, of childhood. But I really like the way they do it. I think they keep it very simple. Mm-hmm. They don't overcomplicate it, and they focus more on the adventure. Right. Than, than the science right mm-hmm. behind it which is what Steven Spielberg uh, usually does and speaking of Steven Spielberg this is the first time that we do back to back episodes with the, with movies or franchises from the same director nice I just I realized that cool. and I thought you know it's cool that Indiana Jones Back to the Future you think of those movies and you think of the the score mm-hmm. right and you think of the adventure mm-hmm. oh and notable characters of course right. like, like I love Doc I love Marty I love Biff <laughs> But yeah, the, the time travel isn't complicated. You don't you don't have to stress yourself trying to understand how or why something is happening. Right. It happened. They tell you what happened, and, <laughs> and you go from there. You don't gotta. You gotta, I don't have to stress myself trying to trying to understand it. Paradoxes. Paradoxes are crazy. Shout out to uh, Endgame. Those Avengers Endgame. No paradox, Alfredo, because it's a new timeline they're talking about. So a paradox won't exist. That was the the, the logic they used. That was heavy, Doc. <laughs> so, starting off quick with a synopsis of Back to the Future. Back to the Future 1. Back to the Future 1. Uh, we see Marty and, and Doc. You know, they're, they're going off on a new experiment, right? They're going off to uh, the parking lot of a mall, I believe. If I don't remember the mall's name. But they were going to a parking lot. And Doc admits that he conned out a, a terrorist group for some plutonium. Right. For his experiment, which is the time machine, the DeLorean. And those terrorists catch up to him, end up killing him. Marty, in his escape from those terrorists in the DeLorean, ends up going back to 1955. Wait, so you're telling me you made a time machine out of a DeLorean? Yes, sir. All right. Um, Twin, <laughs> Twin Pines was the, the name of the mall. There you go. And they were Libyan terrorists, I believe? I think so. All right. So, a quick backstory. Uh, it seems like um, Christopher Lloyd's character, Doc, he's uh, he's like a mad scientist, right? Yeah. yeah he's, not, not so mad, but like he's... He looks like a mad scientist more than wacky. anything. Yeah. He's pretty wacky. His eyes, big, big, big eyes and the crazy hair. I like his design. I like the way he looks. The character is perfect. I think his character is done perfectly. Played right. perfectly by Christopher Lloyd. And we have Marty, played by Michael J. Fox. And how would you describe Marty? This is like a, like a kid... It's 1985 in the yeah. movie. So, like, you have a lot of 80 vibes. Yep. So, I thought it was pretty funny. The movie was made in 1985, and the the year in that movie, as far as the story goes, is 1985. 
Okay, that's pretty cool. Because usually I feel like with time travel movies, they're in the future. Right. And then they're talking about present. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's a little tidbit. But yeah, like you were saying, um, uh, yeah, Doc did cheat these living terrorists out of plutonium, which was powering the time machine. Have a DeLorean? And he used it for his own game. He's not scared mm. of criminals. He's not really, and he, and he shows that throughout the movies. Right. Um, we'll go. We'll get more into that as we go, go through the movies. But it's a very clear from the beginning. He has no fear mm-hmm. for his own life. He's willing to risk his life in a silly way mm-hmm. for the sake of science. He's devoted to science, but not in a mad way. He just looks like a mad scientist. But but his ideas pull through. He made the time machine in 1985 out of a DeLorean. <laughs> So yeah, um, Doc gets shot at, mm-hmm. and Marty tries to escape, jumps into DeLorean, starts that puppy up, and accidentally goes back in time to 1955. Yep, 30 years prior. That'd be like 1991 for us. Jesus Christ. Doesn't feel like that long ago, but... I don't care, I'm still young. I'm pretty young. <laughs> 1955, now Marty's in the predicament. How's he gonna get back home? You need plutonium to, to actually time travel, and he has none. So he's forced to go and see the doc from that time era. Yeah. 1955 doc. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right? I mean, that's going to be scary. Yeah. Doc's a scary looking guy. <laughs> he, could, he could handle it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to explain everything to the doc. He actually took it pretty well. I mean, he freaked out for a little bit. But yeah. He took it pretty much in stride. Helps Marty out. Yeah, he ran with it. He said, yeah. I got you. At the same time, Marty runs into his parents um, during that time era. He had a bit of a very uncomfortable relationship with his young version of his mother. It was weird. She really liked him. She was hot for him. Yeah, the hot for him. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's performing. He's the cool guy because he has all the, you know, futuristic tendencies, phrases. And right. he could play Johnny B. Good perfectly. The predicament is more he may change the timeline and prevent his parents from ever being together because now his mom has the hots for him. So he wouldn't be born. He wouldn't be born, exactly. Right. None of his siblings, like nothing would exist. And um, so that became the second predicament. So he's worried about his existence in the future. Um, and he's worried about how he's going to get back to the future. Uh-huh. Do you imagine? Do you imagine going back in time and having to try to hook your parents up I'm gonna be completely honest I think that would be really funny like the <laughs> entire time I would be laughing I would um, nobody would be able to take me serious especially considering that Marty's dad had zero to no game whatsoever oh negative game negative game like you use him as a deterrent <laughs> so Marty's trying to figure out how to get back home at the same time He's fighting off Biff, and he's trying to get his parents to get together, you know, it's, to basically make Marty leave. Marty, you know, he fixed the situation with his, his mom, he made sure that his mom is still into his dad, and now he can go and just focus on how he's going to get back to the future. So Doc concocted a plan. Mm-hmm. He's going to make sure that lightning strikes the clock tower, which will then lead down a not like a cable. A cable. Yeah. So, like a power line. Right. And that would connect to a hook, like a hanger almost, connected to the DeLorean. It'll run through that cable at 88 miles per hour, 
catching the the lightning strike and sent him back to 1985 right because that's okay so the premise of the first time jump the one that marty did in the in the mall twin pines mall you needed to get the car at least 88 miles per hour yep to get to make that jump that time jump <laughs> correct so marty would fill that requirement with 88 miles and then as he passed that power line he'd have enough force or enough power basically replacing the plutonium using the natural natural electricity of, of, of lightning mm-hmm. and push him to the past right no, no, push him to the future. No, Back see, to the future. See, Come see, on, Alfredo. He's yeah, no, he's nice. going to 1985. I'll do the dishes tonight. That's fine. But yeah, so and then, so he fixed that situation. But he also left Doc with a note. You're not supposed to, but his conscience wouldn't allow him not to. Gave him gave Doc the note, but Doc, knowing that it would have repercussions for the future, ripped it up. Right. Right. Turns out Doc pieced it back together and he put on a bulletproof vest for that night that he was going to get shot by the terrorists. So that note was was Marty warning Doc yes. about that. Yes. Okay, very nice. He survived. He survived the when you know at the end of the movie when Marty made it back to 1985. Very cool. Um, going into the second movie, which is pretty seamless. The first and second one, they they kind of like overlap each other because at the end of the second one, you have Marty going back to his future and everything's changed. His dad, who was a loser back then, is now like confident, and the relationship with his dad and his mom are is even better now. It seems like whatever Marty did in the past, it it improved the situation, yeah, it had positive repercussions in, in in the future of his yeah. future, not only of himself but of his siblings and his parents and of Biff. Yeah, because now yeah. Biff works for him. <laughs> Putting double coats, Mr. McFly. Yeah, coats. Biff was the bully. <laughs> um, yeah, so after he realizes that everything changed for the positive, everything was going well. Mm-hmm. But then Doc comes with a flying DeLorean. Mm. Hey, Marty, something's wrong with your future. Doc, what do you mean? Can what you? Would we become assholes? Yo, imagine that. Im- imagine, you know, you just finished that whole event adventure. And the same dude with this crazy idea is back on a flying time. She said, bro, I just came from 1955. You want me to go to 2020? I think it was. Like a couple minutes. For real. So, so of course, he was frustrated. Now he's going 35 years into the future. After just going 30 years into the past. It's got to take a toll on the physical. (laughs) So, that would be 2015. Oh, it was 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. So, they were in 1985. So, they go 30 years into the future in 2015. Which I got to say, sorry, Steven, but... uh, you missed a little little stuff here. Although I loved his vision, I'm gonna be honest. I like I love the Cubs winning the World Series. He was one year off of that. That's true. The Cubbies. That's true. That would have been really cool if they won it that same year though. That would be pretty cool. But yeah, they go back to the future. It seems like the issue now is their kids. Not necessarily Marty and his girlfriend's name was Jennifer. Believe, Correct. Right? Yeah, he married her. Um not necessarily them, but their kids is the issue. It seems like Marty's kids are going to get in really big trouble, and they're going to go to jail. Oh, yes. It was Marty yes, Jr. Yes, yes. Who, would, who would get, um, I guess, do a robbery or something with with Biff's... Because Biff's eventual... Uh, offspring. Offspring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then trying to break Marty Jr. out of jail, his sister would go to jail as well. So, you know. Mm. So, the doc is trying to prevent that from happening. And so he takes Marty and Jennifer to the future to try to sort things out. And then we eventually come to find out when Marty, you know, does more investigating, as does Jennifer, because she's with him the entire time. They go together to the future with Doc. 
and they they don't meet themselves but they're in the house you know they're pretty much seeing themselves in the future and mm-hmm. and we come to the understanding there was some sort of accident that uh marty was in right this kind of like changed his perspective or changed his mentality or his drive in life they, they were trying to say that it had a big impact in his life and it kind of changed who he was afterwards right because marty liked to play the guitar and he was pretty good at it he loved mm-hmm. music he loved playing the guitar but it seems like they got in an accident because someone called him a chicken. That was, that yeah. was the thing. He gets worked up yeah. easily. Marty always gets worked up if you call him a chicken. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he had an accident, hurt his hand, hasn't played since. And like you said, the drive wasn't there. Exactly. And yeah, we, we noticed in the movie he's going through struggles. He gets fired. Right. Things are not going well for Marty right. or his kids. Mm-hmm. So he, clearly they don't like their future. It's unfair because I know a lot of people would love to go back in time and fix things. Right. So it's a bit of an unfair advantage for Marty. I think he's it was, privileged. <laughs> I think it was because of that that Marty did what he did. Okay, the, the past Marty, the younger Marty, um, indirectly manages to change or alter the the future by, you know, getting Biff in trouble, not leading, which results in Marty Jr. not going to jail. But I think it was because of that, him not being satisfied with who he was, that Marty got that pamphlet, that, uh, what was the, the results of every... every Almanac, the sports almanac. Yeah, the sports almanac. From 1950 to 2000. Exactly. So he wanted to take that back home with him to try to make a little bit of money, you know, Mm -hmm. like, get some bets. Of course. And, um, you know, obviously Doc, upon seeing that, you know, he wasn't necessarily thrilled about it, but... Unbeknownst to them, Biff, or older Biff, right, was in the background hearing everything. So he figures out that you know, hey, these guys have a time machine. I'm gonna get this book. And I'm gonna go take it to my past self. So mm-hmm. my future self can be loaded. Yep. So they not do. a bad idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. So he does just that, and that replaces the altercation of the second movie, trying to undo what Biff did because he does succeed. Goes back in time to 1955 talks to his younger self gives him the almanac and now 1985 biff is now loaded he's the rich guy on the block he's so rich he actually lowers the socioeconomic status of the entire neighborhood yeah. of i think it was hilldale is that where they lived was the association yeah it was uh the city they lived in i don't remember the name but oh, yeah. that entire neighborhood was now run down like he, he sees the outline of a dead body of you know in chalk Right. And he goes into his home and, and the guy runs him out with a bat. And he's realizing that the neighborhood is trashed. So we can clearly tell that this neighborhood is not in good condition. Right. It, it, you know, it begins a mystery for them. What happened? Mm-hmm. What did I do? How did we change the timeline so bad? Come to find out, Biff is actually uh, this rich casino owner, hotel owner, and, and the only nice part of the city is his building where right. he lives, and he lives in the penthouse on the top, of course. Right. So, it turns out that Marty finds out Biff is married to his mom. We actually see that when Marty wakes up on, what, on the 72nd floor? I don't the, remember the number. It was the top floor. <laughs> penthouse. The penthouse in which, I guess, Biff and Marty's mom, and I guess Marty at this point, live in, and, um, <laughs> he, re- he finds out that Marty's mom remarried Biff. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Because he woke up to his mom, right? Finding finding her there. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened in the first movie. He had fallen out of a... You're right. Was it a tree? 
Yeah. Or he almost got hit by a car, something right. like that. He passed out. Yeah, in front of the in front of his mom's house. Right. And so she brings him in, and that's when she she's like, "Whoa, Woody, what's your name?" And he looks at his own and he's like, "Calvin, Calvin Klein." You know? <laughs> she has the hots for him. So he wakes up to her, her mom. His, his mom, mom. His mom again. Mom. Yeah. But now this time in present day, 1985. 1985. The ruined future. Right. Marty's dad, unfortunately, uh, passed away. And, you know, Marty's mom had to remarry. It was only later on that we find out that Marty's dad passed away because Biff was the one who shot him. We find that out when Marty tries to confront Biff about the sports almanac, and he uncovers the whole thing. You know, he just... That's right. So... So this time he's not triggered by an insult. He's triggered yeah. by some, some deeper stuff. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So after finding all this out, you know, we piece it together. Obviously, B- Biff was the one who gave it to him in 1955. So now we're going back to 1955. Here we are again, in the you know in their prom, and and he's trying to he's seeing his his future slash past self getting his parents together, <laughs> and now the future, a little you know a little more future self is there watching it all unfold, um, trying to steal the almanac back. From, right. from from 1955 young Biff right. to make sure he doesn't ruin the future that way he does succeed but we have some troubles when Doc is trying to pick Marty up into the DeLorean again right. there's a thunderstorm because again this is the same night that from the first movie the lightning strike sent Marty back to 1985 except this time we have a flying DeLorean so this DeLorean yes. is in the air yeah two different DeLoreans two different parts of the city Right. and now on this one right before Doc is picking Marty up. A lightning strike hits the DeLorean and he disappears. Doc is gone. The DeLorean is gone. And Marty is in shock. Marty doesn't understand what's going on. He's thinking he's stuck in 1955. He sees a car roll up and a guy comes out and says, Are you Marty McFly? You know, we got this. We're hoping you can shed some light because we've had this for 70 years. It was Western Union. It was Western Union. He said, we've had this for seven years. We were supposed to come on this day, at this exact time, at this exact minute, and hand it to a Marty McFly year. And turns out, Doc wrote him a letter from the past. He was accidentally sent to 1885, not 1985. Jeez. So, when the lightning strike hit. Right. Of course, what happens? <laughs> the 1955 Doc is excited that, that he was able to send Marty back to 1985. And what do we see? The Marty from, you know, the second movie coming around the corner. Doc, Doc, we need your help. And, and, and 1955 Doc can't understand what's going on. He just helped this guy leave and he's already back, you know, and crazy talking about he needs his help. Now he's with the help of 1955 Doc. They have to go and find the DeLorean that's been stored away for 70 years. Right. And they have to go back to help the 1885 Doc. Well, so this goes into the third movie. So that 1885 Doc, and I'm... I'm I'm really, really, you know, you mentioned that this franchise made time travel simple. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because you can definitely tell off of this one. But um, 1885 Doc it made it specific in his letter that he did not want Marty to go back to that time era and try to save him. He was going to leave the DeLorean because he didn't have the parts required to fix the DeLorean so he was going to store the DeLorean and expect the 1955 Doc the 1955 Doc 
to fix the DeLorean and send Marty back to 1985. But upon picking up that DeLorean, he finds out that that dog was killed that very same day he wrote that letter in 1885. So Marty, obviously, he gets gets sentimental. They find that out because they see a tombstone. Yes, right um, next to where the where they stored the DeLorean in the cave. Right, which, I, weirdly enough, that tombstone had a description of how he died. He was shot yeah. in the back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was a thing they did in 1885. I'm not really sure. I'll give it to you, Stephen. But um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, seeing that Marty got a little. Emotional, and he decided to disregard whatever the doc was saying and go back in time, 1885, to save the doc one more time. Mm-hmm. Now, in that note, there was a name mentioned. Remember the name? Clara. Clara was on the tombstone. Right, his beloved. Clara. His beloved. Oh, his beloved Clara. That's correct. So we yes. have the doc you know, against. So, so doc name. has more game than Marty's dad. The rock has more game. You're not lying, because <laughs> The Rock is buff. <laughs> but I'm... T- <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, shout out. I'll give it to you. Big fan. <laughs> so, Marty goes back in time with the help of 1955 Doc, and this time, we're in Western time. Now, Doc always mentioned that he always wanted to be in the Western era. Like, he mentioned that in the first movie, like, he wanted to go back to the Western time. And he got exactly what he wanted. Maybe not you know, the way he wanted it, but hey stuck in the western times and he's enjoying his life he works as a blacksmith at this time oh yeah well supposed blacksmith, supposed blacksmith. <laughs> that's what he claimed right um but we're, we never really got clarification like how he made money i think he just repaired stuff but he was working on electronic stuff obviously you know futuristic well he uh he mentioned in the first or the second movie that he spent most of his family fortune on that time machine okay so that seems like his family is rich Oh, and like, okay. And, and whenever I think it was the second one where Marty was like laying down or pass out, or whatever, like the doc had like a mansion or something. Okay. So the doc's loaded. So lucky for him that yeah. he had the the luxury to learn and do all these experiments, not go to work. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to 1885, we find out that we have an issue. On the entrance to 1885, we have a bunch of Indians, you know, attacking Marty, uh, and they cut the fuel line. He loses all the gasoline. Right. They don't have gas gasoline stations in 1885, at least not in this, this specific town. Well, Doc made that clear. So they have no way of really getting the, the car up to the DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour. They, that's when they come up with the idea. Right. It was a it was an arrow, right? That yes. The DeLorean, and then it coincidentally, by fortunes of the gods, uh, <laughs> hit the, the fuel line. Mm-hmm. Um, when does Marty pass out? In this movie? Yeah. He passes out in every movie. Basically, he passes out, wakes up. Oh, he passed out because he fell down a, a hill being stupid. <laughs> he, you know, just had to fake it. Whatever, he just starts falling, rolling, and he hits his head hard on the on the wooden fence. Okay. He passes out. They find him. They bring him inside. And it turns out, because they had already established that his family did live in this town, right. it was his, his ancestors. Okay. His great, great grandfather, Seamus McFly. They're from Ireland, yes. They were Irish. They had the Irish accents. And, of course, they used Marty played the same actor as Seamus, just with a mustache and a wig. Mm. And then the woman who played Marty's mother in all three movies, she's playing now Seamus' wife. So it's the exact same actress. So Marty wakes up after being passed out again. This guy has a knack for that. Mm-hmm. Wakes up, 
this time to his great grandmother. Which is exactly like his mom, but it's the same actress. <laughs> That's why it's really funny. It's like right. a, I guess like a running joke. Right. Because who's the other actor who is also used for all three movies and is also in this one playing the antagonist? Biff. Mayfly. <laughs> Are you yellow? <laughs> That's the the 1885 version of Chick. We we make it clear. So it seems that Marty's great-grandfather decides to help Marty mm -hmm. in finding this blacksmith, which is basically a code word for the doc. Yes. Um, and he does. Mm -hmm. He does, but not after getting a quick little tangle with that era's Biff, who was called, what, the Mad Dog? Mad Dog. Like it was Mad Dog Tannen. Mad Dog Tannen, yeah. So but he hated that name. <laughs> yeah. Mad Dog Tenant was the one who uh, would eventually shoot the doc. Yes. From behind. For $85. For $80. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like um, the doc obviously was a blacksmith. And Biff felt cheated out of some work that he'd done. And he demanded this money. Doc, like you said earlier, was not afraid of no authority. Was not afraid of anybody. So he said no. And he would eventually kill the doc. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> Shoot him in the back for some eighty dollars. Well, I guess at the time it was a lot of money, but but yeah, we we have that predicament. Um, Tannen trying to kill Marty because they get off into a squirmish. He's trying to be more confident, right. and he always trying to stand up to Buff in every movie, just like his father had to do to get with his mom. Right. And it comes to the day where they're supposed to have a shootout, and instead he says, "You know what? I don't care what anybody said." Unfortunately, he comes off with the name Clint Eastwood the whole movie. So they're saying Clint Eastwood is going to be the biggest coward, you know, <laughs> we've ever seen. And he does end up going out to the shootout with Biff. But when Biff shoots him, Mar Marty had put on like some sort of metal plate that he got from a furnace. So he saved his life, of course, then hits uh, Biff with the, with the plate, knocks him out. And they go on their final plan. The final plan was they were going to use a train to push the DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour. Okay. They run a space constraint because the track was going to run out into nothing, into a ravine. Right. They would die if they didn't do it on time. Right. Of course, knowing the kind of adventures until the very last second, the DeLorean reaches 88. Marty makes it, you know, to the trip and gets gets back to 1985. Doc stays with Clara. Nice. Yeah. He had a nice little ending for him. Yeah. I liked it. Right, very cool. Marty gets back, has his nice little ending jennifer mm -hmm. and all is well and done biff is uh biff's a jerk yeah biff stays a jerk but i like his character <laughs> hello mcfly <laughs> he plays a good bully yeah crazy bully and yeah it turns out marty learned from all his mistakes prevented the accident that was mentioned in the second movie that would have uh led to i guess uh, uh him breaking his hand you had said so he right. prevented that by avoiding it altogether and he sees a Rolls Royce pull up in front of the truck he was supposed to race. He said he would have hit it. That would have been the accident. He avoids it. And as him and Jennifer are standing next to the tracks, all of a sudden, boom, a train comes. And it's stuck with a train version of the DeLorean. So he ended up rebuilding it anyways <laughs> with, with Clara. Uh, he had to come back just for Einstein. All that just to come back for Einstein. The dog. His dog. Right. <laughs> but at this point, he has kids. Right. We have two kids, two boys named Jules and Vern mm. for named after Doc's favorite author that he mentioned a few times Claire's favorite author as well Jules Vern and yeah and the movie concludes the trilogy concludes this way a nice wholesome moment for, for all four of them Jennifer, Marty Clara and Doc very nice 
Back to the Future, guys. Um, where can we watch this franchise? You can watch this on Netflix. Netflix. All three movies are on Netflix. Very nice. No HBO Max this time. <laughs> Netflix, guys. If you haven't checked it out, Back to the Future. It's uh, it's a very good franchise. Definitely recommend it. Alfredo, have you seen anything? I I don't think I saw anything noteworthy. I have. Um, uh, I have. I wanted to talk a little bit about the show called Invincible. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, four episodes into this thing, it's pretty cool. The animation's gonna take a little bit getting used to, but the story so far has been pretty captivating. It involves about it involves superheroes and I guess I would say some dark sides of them, and I guess the endeavors that they have to they have to deal with. Some some realistic. There's some pretty real realistic uh, adversities that you know okay. have been shown in this one. So I definitely recommend it. It's on again. It's on H. Uh, again, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, I've heard of it. I've heard very good things. It's pretty good. I definitely recommend it. That's I, good. I also want to mention real quick um, Netflix original series Love, Death, and Robots uh, season two is out. Uh, big shout out to short little movie reviews on Instagram uh, for turning us on this page um, I haven't seen it uh, I'm definitely interested saw the first season pretty good Love, Death, and Robots season 2 on Netflix Netflix original definitely check it out guys don't forget to watch season 1 first <laughs> <laughs> going into next week Brian next week next week we got horror week horror week part deuce can't wait. Ooh. Waited a while for this. Does that mean special guest? Oh, yeah, we do have a special guest uh, next week. Can't wait. That should be a really exciting episode. I can't wait. Uh, we'll be talking about... The Conjuring. Yes. Love, love The Conjuring. Big fan. If you guys have not seen Conjuring 1 and 2, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely check it out. If you're a fan of horror movies, great, great series. Love the love all those movies. We have James Wan, who's a part of those movies, mm. who's also in a part of Insidious, love. the Saw movies. Right. Can't wait. Good track record. Yes, and supposedly, supposedly, just a rumor. Don't 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 quote us, but we did hear that this new Conjuring movie, the third one, is going to be tied in with with a Nightmare on Elm Street film. Woof. That's gonna be interesting. Very nice. I, I can't wait. I'm just very very excited. It comes out next next month, June fourth. June 4th. Alright. That is coming out on? HBO Max. Man, we can't get away from yeah, this. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's on you. I blame you. Okay, it's my fault. I'll take it. Next week, Horror Week, guys. Tune in. Can't wait. So, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate all the support. Yeah, please, guys, make sure to follow us and set those notifications on the streaming services, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We have Google Podcasts as well. We're on all those so please make sure to have those notifications on so you know as soon as we drop the new episode. Have a great week, guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.